Do you ever wonder if social media is worth the effort? Because if you do, I'm the reluctant book marketer, and on today's episode, I'm going to tell you why social media is not only worth the effort, but worth more effort than you're giving it right now. Welcome to The Reluctant Book Marketer, the podcast for first-time novelists who want to sell millions of copies of their book. I'm your host, Jody J. Sperling, and like you, I am on the journey to publication. So together, we're going to learn from professionals in the industry who have aced marketing and made it so that it's not cringeworthy all the time. I'm reluctant to do it as well, but selling a million copies and not marketing don't fit. So we got to do what we got to do. If you've read the title of the episode, you already know, spoiler alert, my Twitter account hit 10,000 followers in 92 days. 10,000 followers in 92 days. That's an average of 108 new followers daily. Over that period of time, my life changed. It's not hyperbole to say that my life changed. And if that's a statement that intrigues you, I want to walk you through what your life might look like if you choose to engage in social media in productive and thoughtful ways. I cannot overstate the importance of using social media the right way. And yeah, I know it's a free country. You can use it any way you want. But if you want to get from where you are to being an author who sells thousands, tens of thousands of copies of your book, you're going to need to change what you're doing today. Because you're not listening to this podcast if you're already selling thousands or tens of thousands of copies of your book. Unless you're just a really altruistic person who wants to help me with my downloads. And look, I know you're not that person. So right now, think about what you're doing with social media and ask yourself, is it getting you closer to selling thousands of copies of books? If you're like most of us, that answer is a quick and resounding no, it is not. I'm going to venture a guess here that your social media strategy looks something like this. You log on first thing in the morning and you scroll your wall. You might be on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or TikTok, but I'm guessing you go straight to that home screen and you start scrolling and you see a post from your mom and you're like, oh, that's cute. She is taking her puppy for a walk and you give it a thumbs up or a heart or whatever it might be. And then you scroll some more and you see your friend Joe uh, went out to the bar and saw a really great concert the other night and you give that a like and maybe you even comment on it like, ooh, that looks so fun, wish I could have been there. And you do that until you feel sufficiently awake. Then you hop out of bed, you do your morning routine, you have your cup of coffee, and maybe you check back in. If you're noticing a pattern, that's because that's how pretty much everybody does social media. 
you consume other people's content. And maybe once or twice a day, you create a little post of your own about yourself taking the dog for a walk. Um, And maybe because you're an author, you actually do put something out there about your book. You might post that to all of your friends. Hey, I have a book out. And then somebody else scrolls their wall and they like it and they say, can't wait to read it, buddy. And the day goes on. Well, How effective do you think that is for marketing? I'm going to propose to you a radical shift in the way that you think about social media. This is going to be a mindset shift for you that might feel uncomfortable at first. And I can anticipate some of the questions that you will want to ask, like, what about my family? What about my friends? Do they not matter anymore? And my answer to you is going to be pick up your phone and use it like a phone when it comes to friends and family, okay? Because social media is for being social with our extended network. That's the truth, and you need to realize that. It's not about keeping up with your kids or your parents or your brothers and sisters or your closest friends. Sure, it's fun for them to have instant access to pictures of you having fun in your life, but you know in your heart that the things you're posting on social media right now are geared to make people jealous anyways. You're not posting the day-to-day stuff. You're not posting the mundane. You're certainly not posting the drama. And The deal is, you can have a better relationship with your closest friends and family by talking to them on the phone once a week than you can by browsing their walls on social media for months at a time. You might even be interested to know what's going on in their life if you aren't constantly seeing them on social media. But why am I saying all of this? Because in order to do what you need to do to sell your books, you need to give all of your friends and family, the quick thumb out the door. See you later. We're not interacting here anymore. I've got work to do. And when you start thinking of social media like a place where you go to do business with your extended network, you'll revolutionize your emotional life, your book sales, and your free time. So tell me, Jody, what's it actually look like to do social media the right way. I'm glad you asked. The best way to do this is to think of it in terms of what other people want to engage with. Now, let's get the obvious assumption out of the way. In order to do social media the right way, somebody's got to be doing it kind of wrong or We've got to have such an outsized impact on social media that everybody starts doing it a little differently and then we'll shift. But right now, we are going to capitalize on the fact that just about everybody you want to engage with is doing social media the way you have been doing social media. And that means something important. That means you need to create content that gets them to stop and say, oh, cute cat, 
or hey, love that concert you were at. You need to create content that will capture them and cause them to comment on it. That's what we're looking for. We're not looking for retweets on Twitter. We're not looking for shares on Facebook and Instagram. We are interested in comments. Why are we interested in comments? Because it starts a conversation. And remember, conversations are social. Retweets are not. Retweets, shares, they're basically people saying, hey, I really value the way this person thinks. And that's great because the algorithm does enjoy when it notices people value our thought process, but you can get just as far anywhere by comments as you can with retweets and shares. Where comments really kick the trash out of retweets and shares is in engagement. You're going to hear that word a lot on this podcast. When people engage with you, something happens that doesn't happen when they just say they value your point of view. They get to know you. They get to know your thought process. They get to know you as a human. They get to know the way that you are as a person. Now, I will be completely frank with you because what I do on Twitter is I use questions. Questions cut to the quick. I find they get a ton of retweets as well, which is strange. I can't comment on why that is, but they get a lot of comments. And occasionally, when I do go ahead and put a statement in there, I will get someone commenting and saying, Hey, it's great to hear you express an opinion for a change. Uh, or, Hey, it's awesome that you're finally like putting yourself out there with a little personality. And I always think about that person. Are you not reading my re-comments to your comments? Because if I ask a question and you comment, I almost always give away some personal details. I can't help myself. That's the weird thing about a conversation is that somebody offers a little bit of personal details and then I come back and I don't just ask an, another question. It's not an interrogation. It's a conversation. And so in doing that, I reflect what they say and then I offer my own experience and maybe I ask another question, but often I just share a little bit of personal details. So if you're really engaged in the conversation with me, you don't need my opinions. I've already offered them in the comments thread. Look, I'm giving this away for free. If you're not asking questions on social media, you're missing the biggest opportunity for growth, for book sales, for engagement, for friendship, and for opportunities. The moment you start to ask questions on any social media outlet is the moment that you start to build a real platform for yourself. And I know that there are people out there who say, well, a question cannot establish authority, but I think that that is short-sighted because every question leads to an opportunity for an answer and every answer leads to an opportunity for more questions and for dialogue. And every time you get a person or people involved in a dialogue, you have an opportunity to establish some level of authority. But here's a little bit of a secret for you. Authority is overrated. Authority is overrated. What is not overrated is expertise. And if you have plenty of expertise, you never have to worry about missing an opportunity to further your goals of selling books, of being somebody that other people want to hear from and know. In fact, 
If you become an expert in asking questions, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you become an expert in asking questions, you will be somebody that others turn to for answers. It's a strange outcome that when you are an expert of asking questions, others believe that you have answers. I'd like to illustrate this by saying one of the most common things that I have to refute on Twitter is that I'll ask a question and people will say, I can't believe you feel that way. And I'll just reply to them, hey, this is a question. I have not stated an opinion on the situation. I'm just trying to generate a conversation. I kid you not. It happens to me on a weekly basis that someone gets angry because they believe by me asking the question that I have a stated opinion. Think about that for a moment. The implication is that a question requires an opinion. But you don't have to ask a question knowing the answer. You just have to know the right question to ask to provoke people. Maybe you're one of those people who needs raw data to believe that I know what I'm talking about. And 10,000 followers in 92 days doesn't do it for you. Well, I want you to go to your analytics, if you have them on social media, and see how you're performing with your posts. Okay, put that into perspective. And then realize that over 92 days, I asked a total of 644 unique questions. I quoted authors 184 times in unique tweets. I gained an average of 108 followers per day. My links were clicked 1,900 times over that period. I had 11,224 retweets. Twitter itself decided I was valuable enough to serve my impressions 9 million times. 9 million times over 92 days I had impressions served to random strangers. To put that point in clearer view, I've actually had people message me and be like, Will you shut up? I'm so tired of hearing from writers. I have nothing to do with writing. I've almost confused the Twitter algorithm. That's a lot of fun for me. I have an average engagement rate of 5%, which means that of those 9 million impressions that were served, 5% of them actually engaged with me via a like, retweet, or comment. Okay? And during that time, my podcast has grown. 300%. So it's not just working in conversation, but it's also converting people who had never listened to my podcast to be listeners. And here's something really sweet. Here's something delicious. Five of my podcast guests have come from relationships I've built on Twitter, with both of my top performing episodes resulting from those interviews. People that I met on Twitter and then had a conversation with and decided they were a perfect guest for my podcast. And those people are some of my top performing guests. Thank you, Chris Talon. He just released an amazing book titled Switchers that you should buy and read immediately. Don't forget to rate and review it. Thank you, Linda L. Richards. Please go buy her books. She's a great author. And I met them through Twitter. I also got my first paid opportunity 
to collaborate with Self-Publishing School, which is kind of the biggest podcast in my general niche, through Twitter. Never would have happened without this platform. And four of the times that I've had the opportunity to be a guest, an expert on something, on another person's podcast, have come through interactions I've had on Twitter. So if that tells you anything about the value of this process... I'm happy to brag about the results I've had. Yes, I am still putting in multiple hours every day on this platform. But do you think I would be doing it if it wasn't worth it? Now, consider. If you could be a full-time author, selling thousands of copies of your book, would it be worth putting in several hours a day onto Twitter? And my next question for you, because I love questions... Do you think you would enjoy Twitter if it was a place where you knew when you logged on that you were going to have conversations about the thing you love doing the most? Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a big favor right now. Click on the follow button in whatever podcast app you're listening on. That way you'll get notifications every time I drop a new episode. And if you still can't get enough, you can go to the show notes, click the link for my newsletter, and sign up today. I'll give you one to two interesting pieces of content every single month that you won't hear on the podcast or find laying around on the internet.